Welcome to the latest edition of the Take Note Podcast. One of the two hosts of this show made his own stock out of a turkey carcass recently. And the other one is me. This is Ted. Here with Adam. Hello, Adam. Hey, Ted. How are you? I did make some turkey stock. I turned that turkey stock into turkey pho. I recommend the recipe by uh, Samin Nosrat. New York Times turkey pho recipe. You got that turkey fever, man. (laughs) I do. I've got that turkey fever. It's true. (laughs) Actually, my dog... My dog has that turkey fever. Uh, I'm just a, a pretender to the throne, to the turkey fever throne. <laughs> I don't want to see that throne. Um, I would brag about making a pie, but I'm guessing you also made a pie. Jennifer made two pies with the boys. Yeah, I, made, I made no pie. You can't brag about a pie to anybody these days because they've always made more pie than you <laughs> Yeah, I true. Would, uh, next year, uh, call Caroline... On uh, on Blackout Wednesday, and before she has blacked out, I will find out how many pies you're making, and I will let Jennifer know that we will be making one more pie, even yeah. if it means I have to take on some pie responsibilities. Oh, that's a big sacrifice. Yeah. So this is our, uh, it's our podcast about paying attention <laughs> to the world around us. And pies. Writing things down and pie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tools we use to do that and uh, creativity uh good stuff like that so welcome aboard uh this post thanksgiving episode that's not the theme it's become the theme but that's not really the theme Uh, you Um, can't fight uh, turkey fever ted no more than you (laughs) can fight city hall every episode we uh we ask each other a question uh what do you got which means what have you written in your notebook lately that, uh, that caught your attention and uh, you were going to put forward in the public square. Adam, what do you got? All right, I wrote this. Just saw a man remove a bird feeder from his own garbage can and return it to his house. I think we can all identify. Don't you hate it when your old lady tries to toss your bird feeder behind your back? See, my, my mind, I love that, first of all. But my mind went to... Uh, it was sort of like, uh, I don't need this bird feeder anymore. This <laughs> thing's just taking up space. I'll just toss it out 20 minutes later. You know what? There's a great little empty corner over there. I think I'm going to do it about face. I like both of those narratives, though. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Ted? <laughs> um, okay. So we got my daughter. We set her up with an email address in this in these times it's a source of uh, never-ending and very simple enjoyment for her but today i was working at the house she was reading a book or something and she just stops and looks up and says dad can you just send me something my email dried up (laughs) she's very focused on that inbox Um, later i sent her an email that said you wanted me to send you an email so here it is here's your email (laughs) To which she replied via email, who chose you to be my dad? Asterisk. Asterisk. And then four four paragraph breaks down. It said, joke. I was very very proud of that. A little little David Foster Wallace in the making there with the subtext provided by footnotes. What do you got, Adam? All right. I... I wrote this, and what I'm about to tell you is completely true. 
okay connery is a 1967 italian film in which the brother of james bond played by neil connery the actual brother of sean connery must foil a world domination plot the movie was released in america as operation kid brother okay connery so i learned that from wait yep i'll say it again i know i know (laughs) okay connery is a real 1967 italian film in which the brother of james bond is played by neil connery that's the actual brother of sean connery and it was released in america as operation kid brother it's Yes. Is it the brother of James Bond? This is very confusing. And, and real. There's a movie in which James Bond's brother <laughs> must uh, stop, you know, some evil genius or something. Yeah. It's uh, the, the movie it's is the, called <laughs> OK Connery. It's it, the title. It's, it's the fact that the title references the actor. Yeah. I know, I know I'm saying the joke part out loud. I it's, understand that. Uh, please understand, it is I not can... a joke. I just want to be clear, I have not yeah. made this up. This is a real yeah. film. I, I learned about this, uh, and apparently there's a whole world of James Bond knockoff films, and they list them at length, actually, including, like I think, a 008. They list them at length in an episode of BBC Radio 3's Sound of Cinema, in which they interview a guy who kind of studies how films cross boundaries and get remade in other countries or ripped off in other countries. And it is the, it is astounding. So I, I recommend that folks listen to that and they play some of the music, but really normally on this show, they play a lot of uh, film scores, but really this episode was like just dropping insane facts about movies, <laughs> in, including the James Bond theme, uh, the famous James Bond theme that now I won't be able to uh, impersonate was originally written uh, for a film adaptation of uh, the novel uh, House for Mr. Bissois, which is about an Indian man who can't stop sneezing, I think. I don't know if the novel's <laughs> about that, but that's how the movie was described. Uh, the, but the movie, I think, never got made. And the same uh, composer was hired for James Bond and used that and changed it slightly, and that became the had yeah, spy theme. Yep. Had that sneeze music in the can mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, That's amazing. I, okay, sorry to go back to this. No, please but do. But it's like the title of the film is is like a, a sigh toward the whole project. Okay, Connery. <laughs> right. That's the, it's right there in the title. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll never but... watch it. I don't care how many text messages you send me with links to the youtube video not gonna do it i you know i i didn't even look for it i just learned this and that was enough what it could only go down from the from those wonderful facts right i think so what do you got speaking of titles um my wife was having a day as a that that's a that's that's a brad dowdyism matter of fact having a day um she got to the point where she was telling me the title of our five-year-old son, six-year-old son's memoir, which is, I didn't mean to. <laughs> That's the name of his book. Uh, she quickly pivoted to the name of her own memoir. 
don't touch my plants. <laughs> um, so I quickly jotted down a few ideas for, uh, for my own memoir. Uh, three, three concepts to work with. The first one, where's my pen? <laughs> uh, yep. Second, second title, uh, be right there. A story of one man <laughs> trying to find his socks. Um, and the final, uh, working title of my memoir, more coffee. Yes, please. <laughs> um, I, I think mine is, um, man of the people subtitle. I'll talk to anyone. <laughs> uh, listeners, uh, I implore you, send us the name of your memoir. Uh, check, you can go to takenote.space. We have a little contact form. Uh, let us know uh, the title that, that sums up the delusional narrative you've, you've developed of your own life. <laughs> I wanted to offer thanks also to Occasional co-host, number one fan of the show, Ryan Sly, he let me borrow his uh, pilot vanishing point pen in a in a handsome steel gray kind of color with a stub nib on it. This is uh, this is the realm of very nice fountain pens that he let me uh, let me pretend to to occupy that realm for a little bit. So I've been. Um, using that pen in my Seven Seas notebook, and uh, re really the impetus behind the project was he was encouraging me. I have this vanishing point from the 80s that a coworker actually um, gave me out of the blue as a gift. She was a, 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 a fellow fountain pen enthusiast from the old school, the, the Waterman um, kind of uh, generation, um, but she just gave me a really cool metal vanishing point with this kind of ribbed design on a sleek matte black uh, but it's got this gigantic bold nib that that just splashes down ink almost literally uh, wow. and so ryan uh, said man get that thing ground down to a, a different nib that you actually enjoy and i thought that, well that's a good idea so I've, I've searched a few of the nib grinders that you can mail your pens to and uh <clears throat> found one that looks good and uh i'm gonna ship it out so uh, to get me excited or to to push the issue he let me borrow his stub nib vanishing point and when it's in that seven seas uh tamoy river paper book it's a dream come true so that's going to get me down to the post office to uh to ship this pen out i like that 2021 is going to be your nib grinder year the year of the gr grinded nibs year of the yeah you're the yeah i got nothing um i would like you to i mean i i know that ryan will never hear this i would like you to <laughs> return the pen to him and say hey i noticed that the nib was a little stubbed i fixed it for you <laughs> i just uh, those tines were they were getting a little close i, yep. I spread them out for yep. you. just just yeah yep. just a little just did a little uh a little nib grinding absolutely Found a stone out in the backyard and just went to town. Uh, speaking of Ryan, we are recording this before the Blackwing, I think it's volume six, comes out. But there's a mystery image and a number of uh, chemical chemical properties. Maybe like from there, they should be the group 18, but they're not going to call it the group 18. They're calling it number six. And Ryan has, we, we talked about this, Ryan had a little theory 
that it's probably going to be the six different neon colors. You get two of each. And uh, I looked at that and I was like, oh, yeah, I think he's right. I don't have to think about it anymore. And so we decided we weren't going to theorize about it because we thought Ryan just got it right. But uh, Well, it broke my brain. And even you, eggheads, are talking about how it should be group 18. And I couldn't figure out what that meant. You didn't get that it was a reference to the other note to the notebook element whatever group 11 that you couldn't remember the title of or something yeah 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 yep but i don't know why why 18 what is 18 i don't know i looked it up and whatever if group 11 is silver and copper and gold uh helium and uh something else whatever the six that they listed were in group 18 on the periodic table well, the helium and whatever else that uh, that lets me know that you're a, you're a, a, a armchair quarterback in this thing. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, I just checking. Googled the things. I didn't. <laughs> does anyone know anything anymore? No, I just Googled it. What do you? Uh, well, well, fun stuff on the horizon. I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll chat about that. Yeah, and um, congratulations to Ryan for predicting it correctly, or shameful shameful sad what a stupid guess man just he's as he's as dull as that stub nib that i just scraped across the drive you know and he really you know he should have thought before he put it out there in this public podcast this little theory of his (laughs) how dare he offhandedly text us theory? he know he knows he knows the risks of what he's doing with his good ideas we are also recording this the day before the uh, Winter Field Notes edition comes out, and I don't think we're going to make any guesses about what that edition is. I think maybe they really haven't put out a lot of clues, like picture some bells, um, and who knows what that is. But I can't it, do it. I cannot picture bells. <laughs> What's that? You were hit on the head once. You used to picture bells. You got hit on the head. The little bells, or maybe it was a bird chirping around you, and now you literally can't picture bells anymore. Can't do it. Right. Uh, But uh, I was thinking, I think I might have sent a tweet out about this a few weeks ago, that Field Notes and Baron Fig, the way they do their product releases, not even the way they release their products, but the products that they develop, uh, Field Notes, I think, tends to create an edition, and I'm thinking of like their different editions here, like their end papers or their heavy duty. They put it out there, and I think they make a point of not telling someone how to use a thing. And I think that leads to, in the stationary community, sometimes, I'm going to say oftentimes, there's a group of people who'll be like, I have no use for this. This is not what I like my field notes for. I'm never going to. And then people get it in their hand, and some of them at least recant. This is great. And and I find that I find a use for these things. And so I, when there's some, some addition, like that end papers, that I, I think to myself, not sure how this is going to work or what I'm going to use it for, I... At least at this point, uh, you know, this many years into the field notes releases, I'm much more optimistic about, oh, cool, maybe I'll find an interesting use for these. Mm-hmm. Um, and Baron Fig, on the other hand, they tend to release things that they are always telling you, not always, but they're often telling you exactly how to use the edition. So, you know, it, this can just come down to... Uh, like a um their their journal edition they'll they'll make a journal edition that actually has the dates on it versus i think they have an open one too like field notes does but also i mean it they have 
recipe journal and a habit journal. And most recently, you know, they've got a, a, an edition, a perforated edition. Field Notes has done a perforated edition before that has a, but this theirs is called the Letters to the Future edition and comes with envelopes. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder if there is less of people saying, at least, I have no idea what I'll use this for. I mean, those people could be saying, I know I'll never use this for what they're telling me to use it for. But it leads to maybe the reaction isn't, I have no idea what I'll use this for. Um, whereas that's the addition, well, that's the reaction with field notes. But also once you get it, and unless you're going to use it for that one thing, their habit yeah. tracker, for example, you're not going to use it. Um, yeah. It's, it, 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 it's very curious. I think, um, you know, for where I'm at, um, the, the, the Baron Fig they, they call them these guided. The guided is their category for this particular school of journal. And I, I, I'm of two minds. I think on the one hand, uh, it, I think it's they're obviously inspired by thinking of notebooks in this way, you know, as a, as a company, as an entity. It gets them excited, leads to lots of, you know, interesting creative choices. And if you were... A designer of notebooks it's easy to see that this would be a very invigorating way to think about them on the other hand i have almost no interest in any of them it just doesn't however my brain works and whatever i look for from notebooks um it, being guided through a a sort of uh well let's be honest it's a curated experience um is not something that uh, that I want to do, and I, you know it might have something to do with my, kind of my self awareness as a as a, a not finisher of projects, right? So and a half finished, um, well designed, guided Baron Fig journal uh, becomes a kind of uh, self fulfilling prophecy, or the idea of not completing it um, takes away from the the interest level yeah there could be an audience of people out there who and, and there probably are who are like oh that's great it tells you exactly what to do you got so many pages i'm gonna do it that'll be great i'll i'll make these habits uh and so yeah that's it's, you know as i think about it like okay I, i've i've gotten a couple of new you know i've been reading monocle magazine for a little while just subscribe to texas monthly which is a a, a solid magazine so, you know, when you think about a magazine, it, it's a sort of, uh, you know, it's not going to necessarily challenge you um, on a literary level, and not at least, you know, the, in, in its entirety. Um, but it's going to kind of take you through things and show you something interesting and, and, you know, maybe tell some good stories and some points of conversation. And I almost, I, I'm now realizing that these guided editions are a kind of, magazine it, it, it's kind of a hybrid notebook magazine experience because you're you're sort of engaging to learn something from the book itself you know i mean whether it's a, a recipe or you know it looks like they have some little i don't know hi history blips and blops and all the little factoids and things so okay i'm kind of selling myself on the idea a little bit if you change your mentality into more of a uh, more of a kind of magazine notebook hybrid experience. 
but I'm not sure that's how they are, um, I don't know, putting them forward or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, um, I, I, I'm not interested in them. I don't think, I don't know this dream journal one I've looked at before. I've never been interested enough to pull the trigger on them. And I'll say, of course they, they offer blank versions or lined editions or uh, yeah. graph editions. So, you Actually, know, there's I mean, the, nothing wrong the with what are, they're doing. Are great. But I, I must say, and I, as I look at them, right, as I look at the meditation journal, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I guess it's hard. It's always hard for me, but it is a little hard for me to be open-minded about some of these. Um, this, this reminds me though, uh, the, it is planner season and, bullet well, journal people before you move on before you move on it's i i, um, I mean it's planner season planner season whether i move on <laughs> or not gonna stop yep i i do think that baron fig takes uh, they, they they have a real um they have, what i like about them in general is that they don't necessarily limit themselves to producing interesting tools to a certain space you know they they make stationery they make pens they make uh gear you know and and different size pads so i i respect about them that they're ambitious and they you know they really they prize kind of um going into new realms which i'm hardly one to knock it i think i happen to be not in the target audience of someone kind of constantly looking for new tools like that but i i do have a certain level of respect for that and i do think they make great physical products so i i don't even want to put them down it's just more than anything it's interesting as you as you say to to contrast the two different approaches between these two companies that i think we spend a lot of time looking at right and i'm not trying to put them down either i think i think that's exactly right we are not necessarily the target market for folks that would buy something that was guided and having said that i th i'm pretty sure i'm i got a planner 2021 that's going to be waiting under the menorah for me and i'm excited for a uh um, I'm excited to mix it up from the Lloyd's term from the blank edition and to actually have some stuff on the page instead of having to uh, make the calendars myself this year. Also, don't put paper products under the menorah. It's a fire hazard. <laughs> uh, my, I'm not a big planner person, but uh, I am, I just ordered and I'm excited about this year's Word Notebooks Standard Memorandum. Yeah. Uh, which I've probably talked about. Um, I'm just going to pull it up. I have probably talked about this in past years. It is a, a daily log book, um, but it is small. And so it's got a number of pages, but... Uh, but they're, you know, just maybe an inch and a half's worth of space for every day of the entire year. Um, but I, I have found in using it in years past that that is a, a delightful uh, amount of space to, to just put down some things in the day. And then when you go back and look at them, uh, it's, it just really fits the bill. And the other thing is every year, John Contino, the designer, uh, who has a very particular and cool style, does a new version of it with a cool um, 
a cool kind of uh, emboss, embossed, is that the right word? Gold, yeah. maybe yeah. gold stamped um, cover. And this year it looks awesome, just like it does every year. So I just uh, just ordered one of those. Um, and I'm excited. We'll get it, get it here before first of the year and, and really do it up big so, in 2021. How many... How how far have you gotten into your standard memorandum in the past? I I've done them the last couple of years too. So I didn't I didn't do one this this year. Um, I did one twenty nineteen, and I you know what I actually did I I think I didn't. Maybe I got it a few months into the year, but then I kept it at work, uh, which was just a good a good little you know kind of take a break for a few minutes activity kind of in the middle of the workday and i i really i really i'd say i filled you know 60 70 percent of it it was yeah. great the last two years same thing happened to me each time is uh as soon as i traveled for work and it got tucked away in my bag so i could bring it with me i just never you know i like abandoned it in fact this year yeah. late february it was my work trip uh first work trip of the year and uh it's it must still be in the bag the entire it is when it, when it is discovered in years uh it will be as though the the pandemic never happened um either that or i was taken early um but uh I, but i'm gonna buy a couple again i last year i uh i bought one for my oldest son and encouraged him to write a few words in it and you know we were doing it and having fun for two solid months well, I, I, it's just how you can really describe 2020. We were having fun for two <laughs> solid months. <laughs> it's certainly uh, not cost prohibitive. And if you fill out half of it, fantastic. You've got a great little record. There's no, uh, there's no, you know, pressure to be a completist or anything. And it's, it's a really, in a world of paper products, it stands out for the, for the design, the interesting form factor and size it's just it's such a cool thing and i i think last year i was annoyed with myself that i didn't pull the trigger and then you kind of get into the planner mode where you don't really want to go back and get one from the you know half over year so i was on it this year and i'm excited about that did you buy a leather cover no okay i mean I, this is one of those things where i want to look at the cover of this yeah. book i'm I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I say that disparagingly as I sit here using my traveler's uh, notebook, which, incidentally, uh, I was out horsing around and wrestling with the kids in the backyard this evening in some nice uh, cold winter weather, and my traveler's notebook was in my back pocket, and my daughter, you know, Houdini'd it out of there, and then was giving me a hard time that I didn't even notice that she stole my notebook, and then it became... <laughs> It became uh, the the plaything for the next thirty minutes, where they would they were stealing it, throwing it around, playing keep away, and it was uh, and it stood up well. If you I want mean, your notebook back, you have to send her an email. <laughs> uh, let's do this again next week, Adam. What do you say? Sounds great, buddy. You can check us out online at takenote.space. It's a website where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, while I'm on the topic of email newsletters, I encourage you to subscribe with real money to Sports Stories, the uh, the newsletter of Eric Nussbaum and Adam Villison. Eric, of course, was a 
host on the show, dear friend of mine, friend of the show. Um, they have been putting out an amazing newsletter for a year now, maybe. Uh, each one of them more interesting than the next high-level professional content. It's it's the best newsletter I get, and it's 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 better than any other in the sense of the it's a it's a insightful essay and a beautiful illustration every time out. Um, so so Google that. We'll put a link in. Um, five bucks a month for some from really top-notch work. Uh, from one of the great sports writers working right now. I got an email um, from Eric about uh, O.K. Connery. Blew his mind, too. He was shocked. <laughs> awesome. It's true. That's fantastic. Uh, so anyway, you can also sign up for our dumb newsletter. Um, <laughs> we're, we're on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash take note pod. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>